Hello, governor. How are you doing today? I don't know. I think I just... What was I doing? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Outside Perspective, folks, with me, Adam Meredith. Let's jump into a few things. Housekeeping. Do me a favor. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Five stars. Um, these things help the podcast, and I really appreciate them. Uh, we've had some people leave some ratings so far, or some reviews, rather, so far, and I cannot thank you guys enough for those. Uh, I really appreciate them, and I want to take a moment to read some of them to you, or maybe I just read one to you, and then I'll just, like, do this every week, just read one. Uh, what, let me see here. Reviews. All right, so Grifter78 wrote, Adam is doing a good thing here. The guests so far are great, and I've enjoyed the discussions. Highly recommend. And then who else we have here? Uh, Buendicho? Dico? I might have fucked that up, sorry. says, I like the chill interview style and how each episode is different. Can't wait to hear the upcoming episodes. And then what else do we have here? Uh, Deja2332. Is that my girlfriend? Maybe. Probably. Raw, <laughs> raw conversations between fascinating people from all walks of life. Adam does a great job peeling back the layers on topics many podcasts avoid, but that we all, whether we choose to admit it or not, really want to hear. Want to hear. I'm hooked. So these are just a few of the uh reviews that we've gotten oh mad brother fucker <laughs> i love that fucking name it's like the midwest version of rogan i appreciate it so guys thank you so much for all those reviews um if you could leave a review leave a five star rating go tell a friend share it all these things help the podcast and i cannot thank you enough all right now let me tell you about some folks i want to take a second and tell you guys about my friends over at jumbo superfoods Jumbo Superfoods is a California-based health food company that provides the highest quality cannabis-based products. But I want to tell you guys specifically about their CBD line. CBD stands for cannabidol. Cannabidol is one of the many cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant and has also been shown to have medicinal value, meaning it can aid in improving your health. The cannabis plant is an adaptogen, and CBD specifically has been shown to reduce inflammation, aid in mood regulation in cases of depression, but it can also reduce anxiety and stress, and has neuroprotective properties, meaning it can help the brain. It blows my mind when I think about all of the different things that this one plant can do. And this is just a small list of the benefits of CBD. Now, before I go any further, I know many of you have already heard the word cannabis and have automatically gotten worried. Let me put your worries to bed. You're asking yourself, will I fail a drug test? No, you will not. If you are buying high-quality products, like those from Jumbo Superfoods, they use only premium ingredients, nothing artificial, nothing harmful. All of their products are made right here in the U.S., and they are tested in a lab to measure for purity. You can actually go over to their website, jombosuperfoods.com, and see the lab results for yourself. Go check it out. And while you're there, you can check out their full line of CBD products. They have CBD spray. 
Their CBD spray is phenomenal. I like to put the cinnamon one in my coffee. Tastes delicious. They have CBD drops, both for you and your pets. They have a grass-fed ghee and MCT oil. Add that to your coffee. They have a lip balm. They have a muscle balm, which is my absolute favorite. I use the muscle balm after training jiu-jitsu. I put it on my fingers. I put it on my sore muscles and such. It makes a world of difference. So remember, go over to jambosuperfoods.com. That's J-A-M-B-O-S-U-P-E-R-F-O-O-D-S, jambosuperfoods.com. Check them out. Use the link in the show notes. It helps support the podcast, so I thank you in advance. If you're a first-time shopper, use the code JAMBOLOVESYOU at checkout, and you'll get 15% off your first order. So one more time, go to jambosuperfoods.com. Use the link in the show notes to help support the podcast, and use the code JAMBOLOVESYOU at checkout to save 15%. All right, now that that's done, on to today's guest. Today, I sit down with Kevin Madison, Paula Dean Kev, if you're checking him out on Instagram. And uh, man, I know Kevin from back in the day. We went to the same school. So he's currently living out in L.A. He is a comedian, an actor. You've seen him on so many different things, man. He's been on MTV, ESPN, CBS, Fox, Netflix. The dude's fucking out there killing it right now. So he's a writer, he's a cook, uh, and he used to be an over-the-road truck driver. He used to drive the semis. So had a great time catching up with Kevin. He's had a hell of a journey, uh, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So here we go. All right, Kevin Madison. Government name. Yeah, it is the government name. <laughs> Do you have a show name? No, no, I registered my uh, real name. Nice. My neighbor, he was an English guy. He was like, we was hanging out, and he was like, Kevin Madison. That sounds famous. Keep that name. And I was yeah. like, I will do that. When I hear Madison, you, I sir. think of Billy Madison. If I have a Adam kid, I may, name, I may name him like Happy Madison. Happy Just because I am a big Sandler fan. This is a production company. That's funny. Happy Madison. You think uh, your girl will let you get away with that? Yeah. yeah I got to find one who will actually let me do that. That's the That's the key right there. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, it's cracking, man. Man, dude, fucking just got off the road, so I was saying before On we started. On location in Jeff City. Yeah, man. I was saying before Slow we started. Jeff City. I felt like uh, like you in your past life because, so on Friday, drove to Pittsburgh. That was about a nine-hour trip, and we stopped in Columbus, mm-hmm. and then uh, hit Cleveland the next day. Oh, that's day. right on 570. What is? Columbus, Ohio. Uh, yeah, right off 70. Yeah, there's, you hit the 270 loop, there's a huge Budweiser and a Bud Light plant right off the off-ramp. I used to deliver there a lot. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, I know Columbus. Okay. Real well. We, um, we ate at a place called, uh, I think, Loops or The Loop. I don't know. I haven't ate there. I don't know. It was on Triple D. I just looked it up. Did you guys go to, um, uh, was it Tower Line in Cincinnati? No, we didn't go to Cincinnati. I thought you said Cincinnati. Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, we went to Pittsburgh. Uh, we were supposed to do a podcast. That fell through, but we were able to check out the sites. That city's cool. Have you spent any time there? Yeah, there's a shit ton of bridges, low bridges. and a, Yeah. I didn't realize it was in the mountains. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. But uh, that and Pennsylvania is literally nothing but mountains, 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 hill. City, once you leave, mountains, 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 trees, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a fucking, uh, that's a beautiful uh, state, I didn't realize. It's huge, too. Yeah. It's huge and long. Yeah. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Yeah, so that was cool. Then we hit Cleveland, um, had the opportunity to check out that uh, that football game, Mm -hmm. Bengals. Browns. I'm not even a football fan, and I've already been to like four different stadiums. I was, but then I like kind of halfway boycotted once they started getting goofy with it. I yeah. mean, I'll still like check ESPN, check the scores, but I'm not like posting stuff. Yeah. I say that, then I just got like a, um, I just did a promo for the NFL like a week ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they cast a check and, hey. and boycott. <laughs> hey, take the check. And boycott went right out the window. Hell yeah, dude. I am spineless, but yeah. Hollywood's expensive, so don't judge me. Hey, man, I ain't mad at you. I but t- I still support Kaepernick. I'm just taking the NFL's money. Hey, dude. On principle. I can dig it because, I mean, I feel like you have. Cap's not paying my rent. I mean, respect to him. I mean, I, I, I'm not hating on the dude. I feel like um, it just depends on who you ask and where you're asking. I feel like people have a totally different opinion out in California on him than they do here in Missouri. Yeah, yeah. We love him out there. He's, <laughs> he's the man. You know what I'm saying? But I can dig it, man. I mean, I feel Cali's like. Cali's way more laid back and the far, uh, far away from traditional. We're like. It's not conservative there. I know. It's Thank extremely God. left, though. Do you have any issues with the far left? Because they're just as bad as the far right. No, I mean, yeah, not really. No? To tell you the truth, uh, nobody's, imp- you know, encroached like, you know, to make me feel uncomfortable or. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're all right with me. The crazies are, you know, I'm trying to think. I've never had any bad experiences out there. Yeah, I mean, other than the cost of living, I don't know who to blame on that. I don't know Fuck, if that's conservatives dude. or liberals. Well, but it's a sweet whoever, spot. Everybody yeah. wants to be there. Yeah. Right? If it, Like, if California had the same cost of living in Missouri, like, it'd just be too overcrowded because everybody and their mama would be there. Oh, yeah. Really. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's such a, yeah. It's so nice out there. You got the mountains. You got the ocean. You got fucking forests. Food. food. Weeds legal. It's, it's amazing out there. All beautiful people. Well, not all beautiful people. Yeah. <laughs> Porn stars. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a cool spot. But, anyway, yeah, a lot of driving, which... Is what you used to do back in the day. Yeah, truck driving. I want to talk about that for a second. Cause yeah, that, that's yeah talk inter- about That's it. an interesting fucking path, man. Like, yeah. So after school, like after high school, you, you did the college thing. Like, Did you finish school? Did you like briefly do school and then went into truck driving? I, I don't a, know your fucking story, dude. Yeah, college was like a fun six-year in-and-out fail try again. Cause like I went to a JUCO. Yeah. First year, failed miserably because I never went to class. Mm-hmm. And academic probation. Quietly moved back to Jeff for the uh, summer. Oh, for real? Yeah. I got a job at a Von Hoffman factory. Mm-hmm. Just worked, saved a shit ton of money, realized I did not want to live in Jeff City again. Oh, yeah. So I moved back to Springfield. And then um, what I had to do is, since I was on academic, uh, first I was on probation, then they put me on academic suspension, no more financial aid. So I had to write a three-page letter to the dean, basically trying to get reinstated for financial aid. And I just wrote a long letter to him. How I hate my life. Nobody in my family just graduated college, and I hate working retail. Yeah. Please let me back in school, and I won't Shit. fuck up again. And they put me back in. Damn. So I graduated from my associate's at OTC, transferred to Missouri State for a year. Um, I knew I wanted to, because I wanted to get into logistics, marketing or the minor logistics, but um, I figured out how much truck drivers make, and I've always wanted to drive trucks. And I said, to hell at school. Yeah. I'm going to hop on a truck get money so how long did you uh how long did you do that for did you drive just under three just under three years yeah. dude you're all over the place From, yeah i hit all 48 
48 yeah. states. What was that like? It was dope. Like, it was, you literally wake up every day never knowing where you're going to be the next day. Like, yeah. I'll go to Ohio, d- go to Vermont, deliver. While I'm in Vermont, I get a call, go to Rhode Island, pick up, and take this down to, you know, Nuevo Laredo by yeah. the Texas-Mexican border. Three so days you found later. out, like, where you're going, like, once you got to the next spot? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. once I deliver, I'll get a phone call, you know, hey, when you finish that, go wash your trailer out, go pick this up and take it to Texas. Yeah. Get to Texas, go to California, get to California. Hey, we need you in New York in four days. Yeah. Go to New York. So the whole time you were doing that, was the plan to ultimately to always go to California? Were you just doing that in the meantime? Or were yeah, you just, it was always or were you just like, let me just do this and I'll figure it out from there? No, no, it was always California. Was it? I think I was like, I was 10. Damn, I'm old. 97 when, <laughs> Ma- when Master P came out. I seen like this documentary how Master P took 10 grand and uh-huh. he moved to California and started No Limit. Okay. And the kid, I was like, if I ever get $10,000. That was it. I'm going to get it. So 10 G's was the number. Yeah, California yeah. was the place. And so once I was, I was like right at nine, I was saving up trucking. And I was like, oh, shit, this is getting real. So yeah. I came home for the summer. I got like a bullshit job at CenturyLink because mm-hmm. they had like an eight-week training program. So I just, oh, oh yeah, dude. I'm here for eight weeks. Eight weeks, <laughs> free cash. Yeah, so I bullshitted them like I was about to work for them. And then mm-hmm. uh, I flew out to Cali. I got a hotel for a week. Got a rental. Yeah. And I just had a backpack in my laptop and just started going to different places. I can dig it. Yeah. Looking for an apartment. So that time where you're driving, did you have any student loans? Did you pay all that shit off or? I knocked off a good, I still got some. I knocked off Uh a good chunk of it, but. Yeah. yeah. I hate that shit, dude. It's like a trap. It is. That's all it is. Like, and you know, growing up in Missouri, you're always told that you have to go to school or else like you're a loser. And like, if you're not going to school, then what the fuck are you doing with your life? You know what I mean? Or get a damn good factory job. Yeah. And those are becoming rare and rare and yeah. more rare and I shit. wasn't about that life, though. I was. It was my lifesaver, honestly. For real? Yeah, like, whenever I wasn't in college, I'd come home and work mm-hmm. at Von Hoffman in the summertime. I've had factory jobs. I've had quite a few factory jobs, actually. I made seven grand one summer. That was like, For real? Dang. I got a job at ABB um, after graduating, like, the temp agency. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I broke my hand after working there for, like, a month. Like, okay, yeah, that would that would turn me off from factory jobs. Well, I didn't break my hand at work. It was separate. But I can just remember, like, I was in there, and there's this kid that I went to school with. Like, he graduated with me. His dad worked there for, like, 25 years. I can just remember sitting there. I'm just like, I cannot do this for 25 years. Like, I'd kill myself. That was me every summer working. I was like, like I'm I don't think thankful I'm here. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's good work. You can yeah. make good money, especially at that time in life. But I could not do that for, like, the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I got I'm not really, I'm a good coworker, yeah. but I'm not a good employee. I'm a great coworker, <laughs> but a bad employee. Like, coworkers love me, management hates me, because, like, I just, I've never been good under supervisors, especially yeah. with people, if I don't like you or I deem you not to be yeah. someone I should be submitting to, oh, I'm yeah. just not going to. I don't view anybody as a boss. Right. I, I'm not employable anymore because it's, right. it's, you're not, no, like, I don't give a fuck what. I'll work with you and yeah. take direction from you, but you're, I don't like somebody knowing that they could. Make or break my living and fire me. And yeah, I can't bring you know money yeah. home anymore. And I need I you to like talk that. to me like a like a, a respectable adult, not right. like a child. And some people will do that if they're not good like leaders. Right. Yeah. Especially like I can kick your ass and I'm smarter than you. There's just no <laughs> way I'm calling you my supervisor. No. No. Yeah, dude, I'm not about that. Yeah. I'm not about that life. I'm unemployable. I say now. That's why I like acting because most of the TV studios, those people are billionaires, so mm-hmm. you kind of respect their word a little more. So if they tell you to do something, you're like. Okay. They got the money, dude. Yeah. This job is actually dope, so I'll actually pay attention. Yeah. I tell anybody, get a job you actually like or you just be miserable. 
yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah, I man, I think it's just Everybody's got to work, but find something that you like doing mm-hmm. where you can tolerate at least. It doesn't feel like work then. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, we, sometimes we got to be on set at 5 in the morning, so I got to get up at 2.30 a.m. to be on set on time. Last weekend, we worked Sunday, 5 a.m. I was excited as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Yeah. We enjoy it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love getting up. I'm getting paid to eat and dress up and, you know. Play pretend. Yeah. That's Be legit. on set eating edibles and just wilding out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so what's that scene like? Because I'm sure you're like you're coming across just a ton of different personalities. Or is it is it kind of the case to where there's a, a similar type of personality being attracted to that scene? Uh, Both. You'll, you'll meet people just like you who come from somewhere else, mm-hmm. grinding it out, just happy to be here. Or you'll meet those jaded L.A. people who yeah. nepotism. They got the gig, you know, just because their uncle's a producer, so they – could care less or just gonna say just chilling. Yeah. It's like a nice little mix. Nobody has like the same story. Everybody's got like Yeah. Same goal but different means of getting there. So are people very shallow out there? Like everybody oh, yeah. 'cause everybody I can I mean, I would imagine that everybody is worried about their career, what they got going on. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. how I mean how do it's you make a, it's like a mix. Like you'll meet the shallow people, but usually I hang out with not L.A. people, but people from somewhere else. Because when I have a truck drove, I can relate to, where are you Every- from? Oh, I'm from Georgia. Oh, what part? Yeah. I slept there. I blah, blah, blah. Where are you from? Over. I'm from Maine. Oh, what part? <laughs> I slept there. So, like, <laughs> I can relate to, you know what I'm saying, people from different lifestyles, yeah, you know. You got the perfect icebreaker. Yeah. I, I slept there. Yeah. Like, I've been in that know state. Know your town, yeah. That's Bought dope. some weed there. Good place. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, dude. That is dope. So, um, you're doing a lot of, like, background work, extra work, right? When I first got into acting, now I'm transitioning over. I do a lot of stand-in and double, okay. which is like, just it's it's insanely. Your job is basically to clock in the work. You look like a person. Stand here. Mm-hmm. We're going to put cameras around you. Get it ready. And then the real actor comes in, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing more, a lot of stand-in work right now, which is like amazing. Yeah. It's like a hierarchy background, stand-in, and principal role. So. Oh, okay. I finally got out of the background. In fact, now I'm in the stand-in part, and principal is like the next step. So that's like the typical kind of progression for, I mean, just anybody who doesn't have, you know, maybe like that uh, that connection. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're actually working through the ranks. That's, yeah, that's you got to get go. in. And, well, I got lucky. I, I got drunk and snuck on a set of Scandal. <laughs> What? My second day do, in Hollywood. Please do tell. Yeah. My second day, first day in Hollywood, woke up, dude named Brad Wilson, went to high school in Jeff City. We went Hollywood Boulevard, you know, first day here. I'm happy to be here. We're drinking. Homie was like, let's walk into this TV studio. I'm like, bro, we just can't walk into a TV studio like that. They got guards right here. But luckily it was at lunch. He's like, come on, let's do it. And when we walked, we had like drinks in our hand and the security guard just thought we were, you know, interns coming back from lunch. And he yeah. Just, you're supposed to be there. Yeah, so we just walked in like we were supposed <laughs> to be there. Walk in, went to one set, seen some stuff. It looked like a White House kind of setup. I was like, mm-hmm. this could be like the West Wing or something. Like, and then um, went to another door, and it said Scandal. I'm like, oh shit, this is a set of Scandal. Walked in, there was food, and we started just eating because it was like food on the table. Lady comes in, hey guys, that's not for the uh, cast. That's not for crew. That's for cast. And we was like, oh, our bad. You know, we're new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she kicked, <laughs> and she kicked us out. She was like, "Go down the hall where the crew's food is." We're like, "Oh, sure, yeah, we'll go down there." So we went down there to uh, eat. We ate for a little bit, and then we left and started walking around different sets. Seen the old set of Dexter. This is 2013, so Dexter had just uh, finished up, so that, that set was still dope. there. 
and this girl walks up to me. She's like, hey, is this where a background meets up? And I was like, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm drunk and I'm just a snuck on set. <laughs> oh, shit. But what do you do though? And she was like, I'm a background actress. I do this. And I was like, how do I get into it? And she gave me this casting agency. And I went there the next day and took a picture. Then like four days later, I got a call. Do you want to be on the NFL uh, promo? Oh, nice. And I was, I got history. my first check. Yeah, yeah, I was an actor since. I was like, damn, dude. What do background things pay? Like, what does that pay as a background actor? Back in the day, it was sixty-four dollars for eight hours, which is non-union. There's two different types of acting. Okay. There's union, non-union, and there's union. Union is SAG, Screen Actors Guild. Mm-hmm. If you're non-union, you're working for peanuts. It could be hundred dollars, could be fifty dollars for the entire day. Yeah. Okay. You basically you're just happy to be on set and to network and to right. get where you want to go. Yeah. That's what like separates the real actors from the people who you know just want to do it. What What does? Uh, the pay rates. Okay. Because you're literally gonna be out there all day, but you're not making that much. So is it like which is you, stressful because you got bills to pay? So you're like, oh my dream, I'm on TV, but right. damn, I can't pay rent because so. you're not in union. Yeah. So is is the goal to always get to the union? Hell yeah. Okay. And so, uh, what we? Oh yeah, and then. Union side, I just did a, I did a voiceover for Hulu. I was there for ten minutes, two hundred and fifty. Oh shit! I said six words. Shit, bro, for real. Yeah, and then like uh, I've talked with some people on sitcoms, like CBS. Stuff. Some people get like ten thousand dollars an episode. Damn. Yeah, so there's a fluctuation. Yeah, and you've been grinding though, like you had to earn that. Yeah, so like if you get in a SAG, once you get in the SAG, it's a license to make money. Like okay. how long does it take to get in the SAG? You think, man. Some people can get in one day. Some people, me, I got, I kind of, I came to California in 2013, so 2016 is when I got in the SAG. So it took you three years. I could have got in quicker, but it cost three. It, I'll tell you the process. Yeah, talk to me. Yeah. Um, either a you get a Taft Hartley. That's where let's say you're on set, a director sees you, like you're it, you're you. I need you mm-hmm. to get in the SAG. You gotta pay three thousand dollars. Three, three grand. Three grand. Right, so if a director sees you, they're like, "You, I like you, I need you." They'll pay for that, and just you're in SAG. You're like, yeah, it's done. Yeah, that rarely happens. Or you can get three union vouchers that makes you eligible to join SAG. So let's say if you work in non-union jobs, but they give you like a special role, mm-hmm. you can make get lucky and get a SAG voucher. Okay, you got to do that three different times. And once you do that, it's like okay, you've worked three different SAG jobs. Okay. You're eligible to pay that three grand and be in the union now. There's uh, no guarantee you'll ever get work or anything, but. But you're in the union. You're in the union. Okay. Me, uh, I know people that have done background for five years. They got one union voucher or they got two. Like, oh, I just need one more, you know. Yeah. Uh, my second year acting, I had nine. You had nine? Nine, yeah. Oh, shit. I, got, I just kept getting lucky with uh, Mad Men, TV show Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I came in as a body double. That's when I figured out what body doubles were. Because um, there's a guy who's six foot tall, chubby dude. Uh-huh. They wasn't sure if he was going to be there all day. So they hired me to be his double, you know, do the back shots just mm-hmm. in case. Mm-hmm. Well, I get there. He's there. He may look just like me. I was like, damn. Isn't that weird? And I was like, we don't need you. Actually, we don't need you. But we're going to fill out your voucher because we cast you. You're oh, paid for today. Nice. Yeah, so I got 180. And I wasn't there for 10 minutes. That's legit. So that was one voucher. The next one was um, I seen a casting on Facebook. It said that we need six foot black guy, two hundred mm-hmm. some pounds, dark hands. And I'm like, I'm black. I'm six <laughs> foot. <laughs> like, I got dark hands. I can do this. So I went to the bathroom and took pictures of my hand and submitted it. And then like an hour later, um, you're going to be on CSI Cyber. 
I'm going to be using your hands as a principal. So my hands was a star of the show. That's legit. Not my face. Still. I was there for three days. That's legit, though. Yeah. So my hands was on camera. Doing shit. Yeah, typing stuff for the main actor because he got paid like eight grand a day. And they didn't want to pay him because they just needed his hands. So <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, they brought in me because they paid me a few hundred just to use my hands. Damn, they're like, so we don't need your, we only need your hands, but we don't want to pay you, so we'll bring right. somebody else. We'll find in, a black guy with black hands, and then we'll just insert those in the show as your hands. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Damn, dude. So what? Hollywood is, is smoking mirrors. None of this shit's real. I know, man. That's the thing. I, it's it's all like imagination. Like mm-hmm. the masses fill in the rest. But when you go to these places, they're so underwhelming. And um, the more like I've I've kind of gotten into like making content and different things, so I'm learning this process. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so when you look at it, it looks so goofy, but the end product is just so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've been on sets all day, and it's like I don't even then you watch it. And I was like, damn. Yeah, dude. The process. New really York isn't. scenes. Like I was in California yesterday, but it's a scene. You know, New York in the wintertime, and it looks like damn. It looked like I was really at Times Square. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. I was at Paramount. You know, on Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. Is it easier to act on those big sets? You know what I'm saying? Like, you've been to the big set, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, could you imagine, like, stepping in there? You're putting on the fucking clothes. You got tons of fucking extras going on. Like, don't you think that would make it easier to, to slip into that character? Uh, or no? It depends on the scene. It mm-hmm. depends on how many actors are in the scene and the director, too. Because I've been on, like, in small, real intimate sets, and I've been very intimidated. I was, like, nervous as all get out. Yeah. Like, just me, the director, and the camera guy. If I screw up, yeah. With more people, it's less pressure because you're in the background, so you know. Right. But it just depends. Like every every set, every show is different. Yeah. I've never had like the same experience, which I think I like acting because it's like truck driving. Every day is different because mm-hmm. I got you know me. I got ADD. I can't. <laughs> there's no way I can sit in one building with one job. Not be fired first yeah. week, you know. Yeah. So what's the My ultimate goal with acting? Are you trying to uh, make a shit ton of money? No, as far as like, I guess maybe that's not the real. That's not a good. Question. I'll keep it real. Just make a shit ton of money. Not the ultimate goal, but like, where where in acting are you seeing yourself? Is it are you trying to stay in like comedy? Or is just are you cool with just doing like background work? Like uh, comedy. If you do move into principal, where are you trying to go? Thing is, I've had a few speaking parts. Yeah. But if actors rule, if it don't happen, if it don't get shown on camera. Doesn't it never happens. Like I've gotten paid for a few speaking gigs, but I got cut. So yeah, like, doesn't matter. Yeah, no, nobody saw it. Yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> you tell people about it beforehand. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's no. Like, it's like, bro, I was in this no, motherfucking scene. Uh, Check it out. I shit. I just shot for the NFL last week, and I still don't know when they're going to show it. And they gave me like a feature. Like I'm uh-huh. on. Yeah, I was went to set. We was doing a spoof for infomercial. Mm-hmm. The director, she kind of, she's like, you guys got any ideas? And that's all I need to hear. I was like, so what <laughs> we did? And she's like, yeah, we can do that. Roll sound. I was like, roll sound? I signed a contract, but I don't know. Yeah. I just have to see when they show it. Then I'll know if I. That's legit. Yeah. So they did they did that all on the fly. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So if you do move, move into more like speaking scenes, do you ever see yourself doing like uh like actual like shows or mm-hmm. you, or I know you did some stand up. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as a path or do you still do stand up? I still do stand up, but I like acting better because stand up. Those guys like I respect their craft because like it's a grind. Those guys work. Yeah, like, they go city to city. Every, they're like truck drivers, you know, on the stage. Like, well, you're know? in L.A. That's a good spot. There's a lot of like comedy clubs out there. It is, but they only want the big names there. That's like true. you got to be Kevin Hart. You got to be because there's a lot of tourists coming in town, yeah. so they want you know. It's gonna be hard to get an open. Yeah, they there. want the names. I like acting because 
you can jump into stand-up quicker. Because I know I'm funny, but you can jump into stand-up quicker once you get attached to a TV show. That's why I'm chasing all these TV shows. Because every yeah. comedian you see, you've seen him on, and that's what yeah. gets you there quicker. So you want to be like a like a have a, a reoccurring role like on a TV show. Or I want to be the opposite role. of Kevin Hart. He did stand-up to get an acting. I'm doing acting. To get jump on that side. Yeah. Oh. A lot easier. I can dig it. Yeah. I can dig it. Now, what's it like having to interact with all these um, these different people as far as some of the more well-known folks? Um, you have quiet fanboy moments. I like, mean, they're just people, right? But still. Yeah, like I I was, I did CS, what's that? Uh, NCIS Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was at uh, Crafty making a bagel, blueberry cream cheese, cinnamon crunch. <laughs> LL Cougar just walks up. Bro. Oh. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just all casual. Like, yeah. Yo, what's up, brother? Because he was like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hello. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> how you doing? Damn. Have you met any like your, your childhood idols? Yeah, Snoop. Yeah? Yeah. He didn't like? disappoint. Yeah? Yeah, he was. Because I met him. I was like, yo, Snoop, I'm from Missouri. Can I throw the dub up with you? And he's like, total security. Yeah, take his phone. That's legit. Yeah. You reek like all bud. Yeah, yeah. He was super cool. Uh, him... Kevin Hart, at the time when I met him, because he was right at his peak, he was, like, very polite. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very polite. Yeah. Which I think is funny, because uh, that What Now tour, where people were paying $200 for a seat and all that, uh-huh. I got to see him practice that on a Monday night in Burbank free. Oh, The bro? very last night. He was literally Whoa. just practicing it. Dude, comedians are the best. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, in the sense of, like, a true They're comedian. They're either really nice or really mean. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. There's no in between. But like a lot of the really good ones, dude. I mean, you see it all the time. Like Dave Chappelle, he'll just like just pop up out of place and just yeah, do Chris a set. Rock. You yeah, know, yeah. like the biggest names, like they'll just do these fucking sets because they don't want people to fucking know, but right? But the only way they'll stay is if you don't pull your phone out. You go like to those clubs at night. The owners tell you, please don't scare them away or they won't come back. Because one yeah. time I heard of Chris Rock. Yo, Chris Rock was here 20 minutes ago. But people started pulling their phones out and he got off stage and left. I was like, fuck this. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dave Chappelle used to take the phone. Like when he was like he would pop up in Denver, and then mm-hmm. I think he would take everybody's phone. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're Dave Chappelle. You have that power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But fuck, dude. Yeah. I thought about doing stand up. It's fine. I'm just, a bitch, though. Just like literally go to some hole in the wall where nobody knows you to one town over or something. Yeah. Get your jokes off. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymity. That's that word. Anonymity. Yeah. Anonymity. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why I like being in Cali because like I could work on my stand up. Not a whole bunch of people that you know, you know, trying to dictate what you say, blah, blah, blah. You feel free. I'm in a room full of strangers. So I can, yeah. You'd be surprised how comfortable you are in a room full of strangers. You'll say whatever the fuck you want to say. It feels good just to be just completely honest and just, like, not give a fuck what people think. Man. It's, like, the best. That's why I can't keep a, a regular nine-to-five job. <laughs> I, I, it's I've exhausting. been doing that for years. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're not being who you are. Some of the best acting is going to work and acting like you like your supervisor, acting like you're planning on being there, and yeah. acting like you respect your coworkers. You know, mm-hmm. People who work jobs are some of the best actors. For real, dude. It's uh, it's some miserable shit, dude. Right off your head, man, fuck this job. Look at her. Hey, Carol, what's going on? How's your kid? That's funny. No, you don't give a fuck about Carol and her kid. But Not at all, dude. I don't. Look, but Carol, you know, she's the uh, manager of HR, and she controls the pay raise, so you're, you got to kiss Carol's ass. And this time of year, dude, everybody wants to fucking do a, a potluck. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, Samantha. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to eat your fucking baked beans. Have fake conversations <laughs> like you actually like them. Like, 
I don't. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the what, what? Who knows what they did to that? Yeah, that food. It's I gotta be packaged. How, how the fuck did you make that? I only I trust packaged or store bought stuff at uh, potlucks. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Becky over here trying to bring her fucking her cat's pie. been swimming in a queso dip. Nah, <laughs> fuck that. I'm not about it, bro. I'm not about it. But you could bring brownies to that. Could you imagine bringing like some special brownies? Yeah, bring I it was to the at office. a Super Bowl party last year or two years ago. My homie was chilling. He was like, "Yo, Kev, uh, I think something's wrong with these uh, Rice Krispie treats." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Smell it," and you could definitely smell the weed butter. But he was too. He was two crispy treats in. He goes to the bathroom because we got to the party early, so they were still setting up. The dude who was throwing the party had a little sign, and soon my buddy went to the bathroom and put a sign up, you know, like special, you know, crispies. Oh, he has missed it. And my homie don't smoke it. Oh, he's squared. Water, you know, nothing. Oh, man. Two hours later, hey, yo, man, feel my chest. <laughs> <laughs> and he was over in the corner. We had to call him an Uber and send him on. Cause, like, he, oh, shit. Yeah, you yeah, still yeah. by himself? He couldn't handle it. Say what? You sent them home by himself? Yeah, no Uber. <laughs> he made it. We're still friends today, so he made it safe. He's good. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I guess he wasn't panicking too much, was he? No, no, but he was just like, man, I don't like this. Like, I yeah. can't come down. I was like, there's nothing you can do, bro. You just, there's nothing, you just got to ride, ride the out. wave. Yeah. Ride it out, man. Just wait. You just got to ride the wave. Maybe try to take a nap if you can. But it was like a crowd full of people. Yeah. There's people downstairs with dab rigs and blow torches. He was just like, oh, I got to get out of here. I can't, I can't do this. Edibles can be tough, dude, because, like, for me, they put me to sleep. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I lost, like, half a day. I went out to Colorado. I was visiting. I think we fucking, I don't know, ate, like, 100 grams, maybe 100 I mean, 100 milligrams, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, fuck, dude, I probably fell asleep at, like, noon, and then I, I was just in a coma for the rest of the day. Food, never, but I've tried weed and lemonade a few times, the THC lemonade. Yeah. That goes straight to the bloodstream, and you're just like. You're fucking done, huh? Yeah. Toast. Yeah. Shit. Well, you have all the goodies in Cal. In, uh, Cal uh, I was going to say Colorado. California. Yeah, it's legal, thank God. Well, even before it was legal, they were so cool about it that. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing shit like that in Missouri. I'd be terrified. Who knows, man? We're on our way. They just passed the medical, so we'll see what happens with that. You can grow six plants if you have your medical card. I'll give Missouri like four or five years to fine-tune it out before I, you know, yeah, would do so, anything weed-wise here. It's just too yeah. scary of a state. Yeah, man. Missouri don't fuck around. I love this place, but, man. Well, in St. Louis, in the actual city, St. Louis around. City is decriminalized. So I think, like... All the way up to like 35 grams you can have like in the city, and it's only a ticket. It shouldn't even be a ticket, though. It that, shouldn't that's be. That's such bullshit. Yeah, no, I agree. It shouldn't even. Like, but this was before even they passed like uh, medical. So mm-hmm. some places are better than others. But yeah, you're right, man. They'll fucking, they'll take your whole life yeah. over a plant. It's crazy how we do that. Like literally, college kids in Missouri get drug charges. College kids in, you know, California, they get high, get Chick-fil-A, go back to class. Go back to class. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, man. You you know you got kids who ruin their entire life. Yeah. Over a plant. Well, they don't really ruin it, but it gets ruined. Yeah, for the them. system. Yeah, the system adjusts their life for them. Nonviolent offenders. Yeah. Yeah, that's some crazy shit, dude. But uh, so I saw you were. Um, I have to ask you this because I'm always. I was. I was talking to my friend. Like I was telling him about. Like, I played the fifth. We're about like, the where's, podcast. Where's my agent? Though? <laughs> no, you were on set with uh with Ben Affleck the other day. Yeah. And uh, he's shooting a new TV show, uh, Torrance. Okay. He's a basketball coach going to the hood and saving the black kids. Okay. What's he like? You know, traditional Warner Brothers story. Of course, dude. You know, the he white, was, uh, white savior. Back. The white savior. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe how big he was. Like He's a tall dude, and he's jacked. He's built, right? And he's tatted like, oh, like a he? biker on his arm. Was so. he drunk? I was supposed to ask that. 
No, he was not drunk. Um, I don't think I wasn't around enough to smell him because we was outside literally by uh, – Yeah. We was by the docks because the dude who plays is – basically there's this kid from the hood, and his dad works at a fishing factory. Okay. And I'm one of the employees that works there. Mm-hmm. And Ben Affleck's up there trying to – come on, we haven't seen your kid at practice. We got to – And you're playing the dad? No, no, no. I'm one oh, of the dad's employees. Work. Got yeah. it. Yeah, I'm tripping. Did you ever see that Bobby Brown movie that they just did on BET? No. T.K. Carter. That's the the guy who played Bobby Brown's dad. Was the okay. guy who's the dad. He's like literally the, the go-to black guy for every dad role in the movies. Oh, you Google real? his name, you'd know exactly what T. he K. was. T.K. Carter? T.K. Carter. I'm willing to bet. Probably as soon as I see his face on that. Yeah, you see him. But uh, no, he was cool. Uh, I was surprised how big he was because I remember we was cracking jokes. I was like, Man, fuck Ben Affleck. He fucked up Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just sarcastically. Yeah. Then I seen him. I was like, man, I wouldn't say shit to him about Batman. He, he, Bro. he could fuck you up right then and there. He like, got swole, man. He didn't always just be that big. No, no, back, not back in the day, but now he's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I told him I, um, a lot of my cousins and friends took pictures with him. Uh, the movie Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. They shot that in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Yeah. And I'm from Lilburn, Missouri, which is in the Boot Hill. And he spent like a few months down there filming, so you know, still fresh in his head that he knows that area really well. Yeah. He was at some like shitty Mexican restaurants that we used to go to as kids. And I was like, man, we just seen Ben Affleck. I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's funny. Then he sends me a picture. Damn, you was with him. And mm-hmm. So I told him, you know, I'm from that, you know. And he's like, you from there? I was like, yeah. He's like, so you came all the way out here? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I tell him that I don't know you, but you literally brought a few people that I knew back in the day. You brought them a lot of joy taking a picture with him because like, yeah, that little, you know, small ass town. No, they don't get anything stars of that like, caliber is not pulling through unless their happen. car breaks down or something. Right. Other than that, they're not coming through. Yeah, but he was cool on set. He was. Yeah, dude, he's been killing the game. I growing up, I used to talk shit. I used to call him Ben Asflick. <laughs> 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 I liked it. But uh, he, uh, yeah, dude, I fucking loved that movie, The Town. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like he's just a great story. He killed it with that shit. I was over the road truck driving when that movie came out. I stopped in North Carolina and watched it. That's the one about the bank robbers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bank robbers and they, yeah. uh, they hit armored trucks A and girl shit I was talking to at the time lived in North Carolina, and I stopped and went. It's funny how you can put time and dates and place together, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you go to the movies often? Are you a frequent movie goer? I did when I was a truck driver. Yeah. Because I had so much time, I'd literally just Google movie theaters. Whatever's close. Yeah, and just walk. Yeah. There's been times I've been up in Minneapolis, 2 o'clock on a Monday, literally the only person there i can imagine yeah like the middle of the week or some shit then one time i was in connecticut southington connecticut which is not too far from hartford uh, i went to go see the the uh not herbert hoover j edgar hoover the mm. um i'm a nerd but the guy who started the fbi yeah i seen his documentary with uh what was the guy from titanic yeah uh DiCaprio. leonardo DiCaprio. yeah literally so that's a good movie this is up this is up in connecticut mm-hmm like six o'clock in the afternoon, no black people whatsoever, and I'm I haven't shaved in like three months. So I got this huge beard, work boots on, and I walk into this fancy theater. And it's like all sixty-year-old, seventy-year-old millions. Connecticut's full of freaking billionaires. Oh yeah, all up school, uppity, you know, older white people watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And then in the movie, I'm literally the only black dude there. It's probably like thirty people in the theater, but only black dude there. And then there's a part in the movie where he just yells out. I'm not going to be, you know, t- talking too crazy about some nigger. And I'm like, I can just feel everybody. Everybody <laughs> look at 
I'm like, if I, if I can hear just one neck turn, I swear to God, I'm going off in the theater. Just all the eyes just slowly turn onto you. Yeah, because I came to the theater late, you know, before the movie started. So everybody turned around like, who the hell is this? You know, yeah. like, you can tell I'm not from Connecticut by no means. I'm like, huge. Yeah. I haven't showered in three days and a three-month-old beard watching a documentary on the FBI. It's a fucking FBI boots on. You got your yeah. sweats tucked into your boots. Yeah, I look like, I look like a degenerate. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Well, I know, like, whenever I start doing something, I, I tend to consume it less. So, like, once I start a podcast and I tend to listen to less podcasts, like, mm-hmm. whenever I used to fight, I don't watch fighting. So, I, I, would, I would imagine. I don't know. I like the barbecue, but I still watch the Food Channel. Ah, that's true. That's true. I used to fucking watch a lot of Food Network, when I was, and I still like to cook. I do look at TV and film different now. You, like, did I you remember, watch it differently? Like, I was watching a um, Straight Outta Compton movie, mm-hmm. they had the concert scenes. I was just imagining, damn, I bet they had them background there for 12 hours. <laughs> like, how did, long is that day? I did one concert scene was for the movie, uh, the new edition movie on BET. I've seen it. Uh, I don't have cable, dude. Shot it I live four days, rock. literally 12 hours a day there. I seen the back of my head. About two it? seconds. That was it? Four days over 40 hours on set. I seen the back of my head. Damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But then on the flip side, you do things like, uh, fuck, what was that Netflix show? Dear White People. You're fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They start a whole that episode. That was one of my first ones. Yeah, dude. Getting the features. That was cool. And I needed a haircut that day. That was like Did you actually day. get cut? Yeah, yeah. The dude who cut me. And it worked out because later on I had another scene and I needed a haircut. And I was like. My original barber, he was he started acting funny because like once I started getting more roles, mm-hmm. it went from twenty dollar cuts to forty five. I'm like, yo, I'm on TV, but it's a little suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> he kept raising the price because he like uh, he cuts the game, Bradley Beal, and a few other NBA people. I'm like, let let it be known, like, yo, I'm on TV, but it ain't like that. I don't got TV money. I'm just paying bills. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he just kept going up on me, and I was like, so I, I was like, yo. That place I shot dear white people at, and I went by and they were open. I said, "Yo, you remember me?" He said, yeah, yeah. Been my dude ever since. But, nice, nice. Yeah. That's legit, man. That's legit. You making any like good networking, uh, or have you made any good connection, good connections with like networking through some of these things? Like yeah, networking with like man. some of your own projects, or do you have anything in the works there? Yeah, a buddy of mine. We got uh, we're shopping a show right now. We're not gonna say the name of it uh-huh. or the guest, but. Working on a show with food and music. Yeah. I just imagine today it's just so much easier to create your own, you know, to have your own project and to create your own content. You yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So with the different, you know, the different people you come across, I yeah, can I, imagine what kind of network. I got a together. homie. He literally just dropped a, he just produced a song for The Dream. They just released it. Oh, nice. Last week, mm-hmm. and he he did two songs on the Chris Brown Heartbreak on the Full Moon album. Mm-hmm. And so he's got that buzz going. And he wants to incorporate it with food. And we used to throw, like, crazy barbecues. Because mm-hmm. one of my buddies works at Complex. And he would invite his Complex employees over for three years straight. And I was just barbecuing. What's Complex? Com- Complex Magazine. Okay. Uh, Complex Time. They're, like, real huge. Uh, Dude, I live under a rock. <laughs> yeah. You got to look up Complex. Complex is, like, huge. But okay. basically, um, remember, like, The Source and the XXL mm-hmm. Magazine? Yeah. Basically, a pop version of that, oh. but on a huger scale. And they're based in L.A.? Yeah. Okay. Like Jay-Z, I'm complex like the magazine. And oh, shit. Yeah, yeah they're, they're huge. But, okay. Um, I have to look them up. I just started barbecuing for them, and they started, kept coming through, and they oh. know me just as Kev, the barbecue guy. Okay. It was like two years straight, been in relationships, till I casually, once I got in the SAG, I was like, okay, now I'm legit now. Oh, you're an actor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the barbecue, we're doing a promo for this comedian at the comedy club. You want to come through and act? 
Hell yeah, yeah. Come through. So it went from, you know, talking to people. I've gotten more jobs from barbecuing and hanging out than actually going in offices, interviewing, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's how real business people is People know done. you. Yeah, they'll, that's my guy. Yeah. Come through. Yeah. Like they get to know who you really are. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of, uh, I, I imagine a lot of jobs are just, uh, you, you get them off of somebody else's word. Like, yeah. You know. Oh, you know, such and such? yeah, come through. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you barbecue at? Uh, my spot or my homie has this nice loft mill of Hollywood. And that's so how the fuck you get people to, so you're just throwing barbecues and just random people coming? Help me understand. Well, actually know. we started in the Valley. Well, well, I'll take it back. I just used to barbecue in college. That's when I, cause my family cooks a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would, we had a, one little shitty grill and we started grilling. A couple of people would show up for no five or six friends and every year barbecues kept getting bigger and bigger and and I just really like cooking. Even I was over the road, I would just buy a disposable grill. I'd be out in the middle of the desert just, just barbecuing one steak for myself. It tastes so good, man. Yeah. Get that flavor. Yeah. <sighs> and then uh, I got to Hollywood, and I was like, man, they don't really barbecue out here like we do. You know, in the Midwest, we just we need an excuse to pull out the grill out. Mm-hmm. They don't really – they go to, out there eating other shit, but they don't really barbecue like that. The old shit is sunny. I got the grill. Right. <laughs> and so I just started barbecuing in my apartment, and my homie's doing his music. He was like, yo, I got some homies that would actually like some of this food. Can they come through? And it just kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah. Until now we're about to turn it into a whole. A business? Yeah. So a TV no. show kind of. Okay. Yeah. A TV show. So you don't want to give away the details? No, no, no. Yeah, we're okay. It's still in the works. It's, I got you. That's going to be my 2019. Oh, that's going to be dope, dude. Yeah. I look forward to seeing yeah. that. Okay. So have you thought about. Right around like the end of January. We're working on logos and stuff now. but. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to like. Can you talk about distribution? Is it going to be like YouTube, or where can people maybe look for that? Uh, we're shopping it. We're, we okay. want to push it on multiple platforms. So. Okay. Yeah, see, that's the thing. In today's, you know, fucking climate, there's just so many ways to do it yourself. Between Sponsorship. If you can find something that those companies like about you, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how much how much they have in budgets. They'll just pay you. Just They'll give you 50 them. grand. Like, oh, here's, our, here's our budget. And they won't tell you what to do with the money. For real. Here's our budget. So you can use that to... Product development or just paying your rent. Now, how does that sponsorship work? Uh, two things. Like either, you got, either you're popping on Instagram, which I'm not. I just got a regular amount. That's fucking hard, Or you dude. know people. Mm. It's better It's better to have a few hundred <laughs> followers and have some powerful people following you than to have 20,000 followers and it's all you know, 15-year-olds just re-clicking and liking your videos because I can't tell you. My little sister came because she's 18 now, but at the time she was 15, 16, so she's deep, deep into the Instagram world. Um, yeah. You wouldn't believe how many neighbors I had. I had no idea. These dudes got 200,000 followers and all that. I'm like, he's broke as a joke. Like, I Bro. know this dude. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say names, but like, but yeah. these are people who's got, you know, 500,000 followers getting reposted. You see them all the time. Well, now, do you think they're just Like, I just not seen the King Karan, dude. I don't know if you know who he is. He's no. got over a million followers. Seen him at the gym. Yeah? Yeah. Average as fuck. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you guys. But you if guys you think about it, we like have 330 million people in the United States. It's so not that hard to get. One percent is three million people, right? Three point mm-hmm. three. So if one million, that's only a fraction of one. Per- that's like a third of a percent. It's a lot. It's a lot out there. Yeah. So it's I mean, a lot out there. You can fucking do it. You don't need a lot of people. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a lot of people, but like in the grand scheme, it's not that many. But I'm thankful I'm in L.A. because like, I say the <clears throat> Instagram kids, they're doing jumping jacks and doing all that crazy stuff to get to the networks, like. That's the end goal, to get in the SAG. Like, a lot of those guys on Instagram, non-union, you know, mm-hmm. not actor, so. They're trying to get the SAG. They're trying to get the SAG. So. You think the move is just to uh, just to fucking pick up, move out there, and get into the scene? Yeah. Start working? Or unless you got, 
a, just a stronghold of where you're at and you can attract yeah. money to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. I got this buddy I used to work with and uh, he's an actor and I won't use his name or anything, but ah, fuck dude. I used to tell this guy all the time. I'm like, dude, you have no kids. You know, you're, you're almost 35. Like fucking, why are you not in LA? Like, why are you not pick up and move? Oh man. Where, you know, there's this excuse and, Turns out that's not a good excuse. Yeah, it has this excuse? If you're gonna struggle, struggle not, where you want to. You know what I mean? Oh man, I'm not right yet. I gotta get things. Dude, you're never, you'll never be, be right. You'll never be right. I have never pick the fuck up and go, yeah. and you can do it out there. Yeah. You'll figure it out. I've literally, I've not had one acting class or anything, and I've been in more shows than exactly. traditional actors. He's taking classes. He's doing, he's doing this small independent film. Up. He's doing this little small thing, this small thing. I'm like, bro, just I, just I use, show up. I use you as the example all the time. I go, look, dude, this dude I graduated with. I go, listen, he fucking drove trucks for three years, got his shit together, and then he moved out there. Yeah. Like, I'm like, he saved up. He he moved out there, and then now I see him in all this shit. I'm like, he's doing background work. Like, he's he's a working actor. Yeah. Like. It's 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 feasible. Like it's that simple. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I don't like from the outside it just seems like that simple. It seemed like for me, like in high school, like we just kinda knew each other in passing around. Like we weren't like in the same circles a whole lot. Like you were like I fucking did a lot of sports and I didn't really hang out with a lot of people and like you had your friends. So like you were a year older than me. So everything that I've witnessed is like out like from the outside. Mm -hmm. Like obviously our moms are friends and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, from what I saw was, like, you did your college thing, and then you drove trucks for a few years. You saved up, and then you went to L.A. and pursued your career, like, your dream. And then here we are today. Like, you, yeah. you've been making it happen. Just so don't trip over failing. You're going to – man, I, you, the I've details. quietly moved back home four different times. I would, have never, I would have never have known that. Just when you said job, that, I was like, what? And went, yeah, I crashed my car, found out we, were, we only had liability insurance. I'm like, shit. Exactly. So – Seven grand went back to you know college, got my car. All right, not sure what I want to do yet. Let me go back home again, get more money. There's one year I came home, I worked as a corrections officer one summer. Yeah, I think I remember that. That was like 2008 ish. Yeah, that was a finesse because I uh, because I wanted to come home for the summer, but I was like, man, I'm kind of tired of these factory jobs. Yeah, I was 21, and my sister, older sister's boyfriend at the time, worked for corrections. He's like, man, you should work there. And I found out they had a training program that lasted three months. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough time. Yeah, so I actually went through the whole training program, graduated, and I don't know why. One day I was in the prison with a full uniform on, walking around with killers and dealers, a level five maximum security prison. Dude. I'm like, how did – yeah. Good and material. just three weeks ago before that, I was wondering if I could pass the drug test. <laughs> and now you're sitting there, you know, you're watching fucking grown ass killers. Yeah, that was that was an interesting job because you know me, there's not a tough bone in my body. So first day they put me on like the yard or the baseball field. Yeah, I said, yeah, tell the guys it's you know time to come in. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah, so he's like, like 35, 40 year old grown man. You gotta be aggressive and assertive. I was. I'm 21. I'm like, uh, time to come in, guys. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, boss could, said, uh, dude, them dudes could have fucked me up right then. I mean, just literally six foot dude with a baseball bat. They just got through playing baseball with damn. a bat in his hand. I got a pen in the paper. <laughs> you gotta come in. <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't kill me, sir. Yeah, fuck I knew that wasn't a job for me. I was in the kitchen one time, um, chilling. There's like a, clo a cold something, cold blue or something. That means there's a fight. Yeah. And I forget, there's a rule. Like, there's a fight. All of the officers got to come, you know, together. And if yeah. you don't, you know, you're going to hear about it, you know. And I, I just took my time, like, 
God, I hope they fix that break. That's why I don't <laughs> you try to get their last, dead yeah, last. Yeah, because I'm thinking of Oz. Damn, I'm man, of I missed it. Y'all, yeah. y'all could have saved up for me. Exactly. <laughs> and we got there, and we was like, all right, it's been cleared. I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> oh, dude. No. I don't like confrontation like that, man. Yeah. I like even I fought for a number of years and people are always like I don't like confrontation. I don't, yeah. I don't it doesn't make me feel good. It sounds weird, but I I had no problems with the guys that were literally in prison because they were young guys. Mm-hmm. They looked like people that I would have been kicking it with on the blocks and were hanging out. So yeah. just because I remember this one guy, he was just banging. There was this older white officer. He was just banging on the door and messing with the dude. And the guy was like, oh, I'm tired of these damn inmates. But he's like, all right, all right, Ricky, you're trying to walk around in tears. Mm-hmm. And he was banging, banging, banging. And I came by. He's like, oh, man, I was just messing with these white boys. You cool, man. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, have a good day, well, sir. I mean, what else are you going to do when you're in there all day? Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I can't work here. This is, it's, I guess just seeing people locked up every day, that yeah. I, I couldn't. Well, it's a, it's a fucked up system, right? It's a broken system because it's not really about And we're all just one unlucky break away from going. To, it's so easy to go to prison. It's scary. Oh, my God. It's easier to go there than stay out. Almost everybody should have a felony. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. I you know what few. I mean? Like, we're all breaking the law every day. And, and I'm just glad I came up before camera phones. Like, these things, man. Oh, my goodness. All the up. dumb shit we did in high school. Yeah. Just like, oh, my goodness, dude. Thank like, God there was nobody... Here, yeah. Yeah, we had them shitty flip phones back then. <laughs> Nobody's taking record. Like, yeah, we just tell stories about it. Prove the, it, motherfucker. All the drunk shenanigans that happened. Yeah. Dude, fucking A. Yeah, that prison job. I, I knew I wasn't cut out for that time. I'm not about that. Yeah. yeah. How the fuck did we get there? We were talking about something. Oh, I know what I was talking about. I was talking about just fucking making it. You can yeah. just make it. Because, okay, yeah. And so fail along the... I've you failed. had a lot, of up and, like, a lot of ups and downs. I've been fired from so many jobs. It's not even funny. Lots of failures. Oh, my God, yeah. It's just a fucking part of the it's, process. You know what I mean? And the thing everything is... Everything I've lost, I'm thankful for because that job would have killed me. I never would have moved here. or I, exactly. I wouldn't have failed here. I never, you know, dropped out of school and never had time to go back home and realize... I don't want to do this shit. I want yeah. to do something else. But you failed forward, right? You would fail, and then you would take the next step forward, Yeah, right? It so wasn't like, just no stagnation. Life knocks me here. It's okay. This is what I have. What can I take to get right. to the next spot? Right. So, like, you'd regroup? And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, not everybody no, – people don't always see that. You know what I mean? From the outside, people may think – that's the problem with the fucking social media, right? Yeah, everybody like – Everybody thinks look, that everything's yeah. perfect, man, no. but we're all taking losses all homies, the fucking like time. I got homies. my homie who did the – He's literally got to you go in his studio, his uh, apartment, not studio, but his apartment. He has a two times platinum award Chris Brown record on his wall. Yeah. Last year. I knew him back in 2013 when he slept on the futon in the studio. Exactly. It like, just takes time. And I didn't know before he was homeless before that. Before I got to LA, he was homeless for five months. Yeah. I had no idea. We can all make it, man. Yeah. And that's the problem with that scarcity mindset, which is real prevalent in like the Midwest, meaning like. Everybody acts like your success is my failure. You know what I mean? Or like there's not enough success for everybody. Like we can all fucking make it. Yeah, don't be too proud to ask questions. Yeah. I've walked up to, when I first got to L.A. because I want because I originally started I drove uh, studio trucks out there like for two years. Mm-hmm. Like any red carpet event on yeah, Hollywood so used Boulevard. Yeah, to do a lot of setup. Yeah, I've from from uh, concussion Will Smith all those red carpet on Hollywood Boulevard. I did all that. So you did that before you started doing even like background and stuff? Yeah, well, I no, no. I did background acting first. That was the first thing I did was oh. that NFL thing. That was the first thing I did. That's the, I okay, so background was absolutely But first. I saw that that check was $64 and I'm like, okay. I need something else. Yeah. Okay. And I had my truck driving, so got a truck driving that's, job. Yeah, there's probably not a lot of people the in bills. the city doing mm-hmm. that. And, but it just, I, truck driving was safe, but I was just like, 
every I was taking all my off time just to go get on the set. Yeah, safe isn't point, really safe. To the point I didn't have any more off days. So again, to the point, do I want to be a trucker? Do I want to be an actor? Yeah. But I got lucky. My job got bought out by like this huge conglomerate. Mm-hmm. I never forget because I was there for two years, but they was like, "We may get bought out." And I was like, "God, I pray that happened." And I said, "God, if this happens, I'll never get another nine to five ever." Yeah. And when it happened, we walked in. It was like, "Yeah, guys, after thirty years in business, blah blah, we've been bought out." I'm like, "Yes, yes." yes. <laughs> That's a sign. Then the job that bought us out, which is rare, they actually gave me a job offer. And that really don't happen. They was like, "Well, we see you can drive semis, and there's not too many skilled semi drivers that does production like this. Mm-hmm. We'd like to keep you." They offered me like twenty eight bucks an hour, twenty nine. Legit. I was like, I can. You can do damn, that. Damn, I can live off this. I mean, in the meantime. But it'd be a commitment. I mean, I just it was either that, and I was talking to one of my other homies. He was like, No, nah, I don't think I'm gonna take a job off. Man, we'll go chill on welfare for a while. I was like, Huh? Yeah. I was all right. So, time came, you know, make a decision. And I walked away from the job. I said, Nope. I literally got on welfare, got unemployment. And then I was helping out this artist a year ago. I let him crash on my couch, mm-hmm. and he went back to Missouri. But he sh- he was shooting me money because I like looked out for him for a whole year because mm-hmm. I knew his potential. And so he was shooting. So I was getting money back from that investment, and I was getting unemployment. I was free all day. Nice. I just started running through all of this. One year I had a tear, and I was just on sets every day because I knew I had an unemplo- unemployment check coming in the mail and food stamps. Yeah. And I just took government assistance. Ran through all them uh, TV shows and got over to SAG. And I was like, Yeah, so you, you took advantage of that time that you had, right? Yeah, because like, I knew I had six months worth of free uh, welfare. Because, like, California, they're. I see why a lot of people make fun of people leeching off the welfare system. Because, California, if you got your system down, you can live. I was getting to 450 a week. Oh, shit. Unemployment. Damn. I mean, but that only goes so far. Yeah, it was like, there. like four months. Yeah, but it was good enough because I had a other income coming in. So. Get your hustle so you're getting four hundred fifty a week, so that's nine hundred dollars every two weeks. So that's eighteen hundred dollars a month that you're making, right? So, I I've been thinking about this idea of like universal basic income, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as more and more things become automated, um, I mean, especially if you think about self-driving cars, right? How many truck drivers are going to probably lose their job? Yeah, that's you're, gonna be that's gonna be interesting next few years. So you're gonna have a whole that's bunch crazy. of like middle-aged white dudes with not a lot of education out of jobs. You know what I mean? And then you, you factories and so forth and Those so on. Those are coming more scarce. Yeah. So many people are going to not have jobs. So what the fuck were we supposed to do all day? Yeah. Which makes me think of like a universal basic income. Like what if everybody, I don't know what the number is, but what if everybody got like, you're getting almost two grand a month. Everybody got two grand a month. Just think of what that would free up to pursue. You know what I mean? That's what it did for me. Dude, I knew I had a window. You know, and it may be that fluctuates based off where you live. You know what I mean? But you had you had these needs met. So now you can grind. I'm about to go out there and get what I really want. Right. You can yeah. pursue things that actually are meaningful. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what do you think of that? And that six months, that window was just enough to me to get in a SAG, to me to do all the acting I need to do and to get in a SAG. So. Yeah. People think it takes a lot of time. It just takes, like, uh, you just have to be driven and you have to have a plan. And it takes, like. Uh, and you just got to be content with little. Yeah. If you learn how to live with little. I know that sounds, because I didn't understand that first. But you learn how to live with little. You don't need as you, much as you think. Yeah, you can get a lot. You, you learn how to move. Yeah, man. I, dude, I talk to people, and I'm sure you, you do too. Like, you know, we're at the age where, especially all the people around here, I mean, everybody has kids, and they're married and different things. And mm-hmm. when I talk to people who don't have kids and they're our age and, like, they're not like married. Me. I'm just like, what are you doing with your life? Like, oh, I'm Yeah, broke. we're free. What are you it's doing? like, I'm oh, I'm broke, or oh, I can't go do this, or I can't. It's like, 
I don't under like what are you talking yeah. about? You can go you can literally pick up right now, go move to Europe and figure it out if you wanted to. Or move to California. Like tell you people, credit scores is just a myth. You'll get it back. I ruined my credit in college because I didn't know what I was doing. Truck drove, literally cleaned my credit with cash, mm-hmm. ready to move to LA. So don't let credit or whatever your situations deter you. People just make excuses. Yeah. If you're willing to step back and figure out what you need to do to get to the next step, yeah, usually a pop. For sure, for sure. So did you? Um, so during that six I mean, months, I'm right before truck driving, I bought my car, my charger, two weeks before I quit that job. The car dealership didn't even know I was about to quit my job and run out to California. I just walked in with clean credit to get my car. Yeah, dude, you know what? Use the system. You know what I've thought about doing? <laughs> I've talked to some of my friends about this, and you can't declare uh you can't file bankruptcy and include your student loans mm-hmm. but what if you took out like a big ass fucking personal loan and then paid off your student loans and then declared yeah. bankruptcy use the system you know what i'm saying like you just took a, a government loan made it private and then now it's eligible it for, qualifies to get you out of debt again you know and then you get to zero start over yeah yeah play the system that's what i've always known but on that same note you could also take like five years and just hustle your ass off and maybe make enough money to pay off the debt anyway it wasn't fun in that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's just two ways. I'm a big fan of finessing. If you can finesse to get, as long as you're not screwing the person over, I'm all about stealing from corporations. Fuck the system, dude. I say fuck corporations because they're stealing from us with their tax codes. Just don't screw people. I don't like people who get over on people. But That's not how you get far in life. Nah, but if you want to screw a corporation over, how can the government it. say that a, a corporation can be like a person? You know what I mean? Like in the eyes of the law, they can be a person, they can act as a person, but there's no like repercussions. No repercussions, yeah. Like a person. Like, so that doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. How do they have rights like a person? But so make yourself an alter ego corporation. Yeah. Power of LLCs, man. I have an LLC. LLC, whatever you can. Yeah. You have an LLC? I'm about to with this venture. I'm not, not going to say the name of it. But That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. About to take over the world, aren't you? Trying Biden? to. I got some plans. That's legit. That's legit, man. Um, it's gonna be a good year coming up. Yeah, man. What uh, what's coming up? So we're we're about an, at an hour. For real? Yeah, dude. Damn. I know. It's been a great conversation. There's this um, I got a little feature in this Arnold Schwarzenegger horror film coming up. Okay. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. That'll be dropped February first on Netflix. Oh, that'd be cool. So I got my fingers crossed because that was the last day of inserts. They mm-hmm. shot the movie, then they viewed it, then they found out they needed to come back and uh, do some inserts. Mm-hmm. And the next to last day of shooting, they casted me for a spot. Nice. So I'm really hoping that, because it's like a really good feature that they put me in. So Yeah, you get to speak? No, I, oh, the first scene I said something, but I highly doubt they're going to keep that. But yeah. just the feature that I'm in is going to be IMVD. That'd be dope. Eligible, so... Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, get your I'm ready to start getting those. There. Well, I have credits standing, a lot of standing credits. I'm yeah. ready to have my own camera. Is your picture up there? Did you put that on there? Did no, you not yet. I'm literally gonna wait till I have a huge catalog, then just slap it all on there. Okay, okay. Have you gotten like headshots and shit? Mm-hmm. Okay, man. You know, all I, my old ones are trash because I was like 80 pounds heavier. Yeah, you've lost a lot then. of weight, dude. You look good, man. What are you Thank doing you. nowadays? Are you uh, what's your workout schedule like, or what, what's going on? Basketball, just about every day. I just started incorporating crunches in my routine. Yeah. I was like, I've been like a lazy workout guy. I haven't, I haven't forced myself to do it. It was just one of those conscious decisions to yeah. do something every day. It was just a little bit. Just be a little active. And I like hiking up canyons. There's nothing yeah, better than eating an edible and going lot. up canyons, like because you don't really feel like it's a workout, mm-hmm. and if you're 
a few thousand feet up, you got to finish it. There's no turning around. Yeah, Once you start man. walking up it, there is no, yeah, oh, I'm tired. Like, even if I'm tired, I got to finish yeah, it. Yeah, go so. back down. Yeah, dude. What are you eating like? What's what's uh, what's your I still eat like? like trash. Yeah. This year's gonna I'm gonna try to eat more veggies and stuff. But I'm a big burger and chicken and. But you're in such a healthy atmosphere, dude. I know, I, but I come from like an unhealthy place. Like I'm, that is I'm true. from the south. I'm from the country. Like we, hog malls, pork rinds, and all that. Like yeah, man. I got all that in my genetics. So it's funny to think about. I was um, cause I'm gonna do a solo podcast, probably talking about just kind of about my my story and stuff, but like. It's kind of weird whenever you start talking to people and hearing about the different places that they come from. And, like, for me, I realize, like, dude, I'm from a fucking dirt country road in Missouri. Like, mm-hmm. What part are you from? I'm from Potosi, Missouri. So oh, yeah, that prison's up there. Yeah, there's a prison up yeah. there. That's Ain't it a women's prison? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think men are out I just there know too. that because I worked at the prisons that one summer, and they always talk about yeah. people coming from different camps and stuff. That's what most people know it for is that. Yeah. There's not much there at all. I think they kill people in Potosi. I think they do. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the places they got the left. Damn. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's, that's what it's known for, man. So I just come from this fucking a dirt road in the middle of Missouri. Like, poor, yes, man, poor I'm from ass Lilburn. family. I literally, we, our house is literally behind a cornfield. So I used to get my boxers and t-shirts in the summertime and go play out in the irrigation system. For real? Yeah. When did you guys move to Jeff City? We came when I was 15. Oh, for real? Yeah, I was 16 because I dropped out of school in the ninth grade. Really? Yeah, after eighth, I said, fuck school. And I, I didn't go back. Dang. Because I got in a lot of trouble. And my mom was like, you got to get back. Because I quit my, I quit school, and I went and got a um, – I was making minimum wage at this uh, grocery store. He's like, I can't put you on payroll, but I can pay you cash. So I'm 15. What? My friends are getting on the bus to go to school, and I'm walking to work with my apron, waving at them. like, have a good one. Dang. And my mom was like, you got to get back in school. And I was like, I won't go if they help me. Hope, you know that whole stigma of being held back. And I was like, I will not go to school if they're going to put on. She's like, well, let's see what we can do. And she went to the counselors, and we basically just gave them a bullshit story how I was homeschooled and just made up courses and shit. Yeah. And they gave me a, just a bare minimum enough credits to uh to be at that be in 10th grade. And she was like, well, he can't flunk one class ever these next so you three got, years. So you didn't get here until sophomore year? Yeah. I feel like Everybody I was, swears them down. I was like, I was in Simon's. I'm like, dude, ninth grade, I was frying chicken in New Madrid County. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, making minimum wage. I, yeah, that is interesting because here's the thing. I just showed up. Yeah, you did just appear out of nowhere because I remember – so, like, our moms were friends, and I remember that. And I I, I think I even remember my mom helping your mom move one time. Mm-hmm. But I don't really remember you. No, she didn't. Ha- she found a place. Like, because when we first got here, we didn't have a place to live. Like, uh, I lived at my uncle's, and my mom stayed in this little – basically almost a closet. She slept on a cot in my grandma's closet. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, we, we, didn't, we didn't have shit. Like, yeah. My mom's like, we're just going to move here. I'm going to find a job. Then we'll find a place to live. So Just figure it out. Yeah, I get that from my mom. I learned that from my mom. It's a good fucking skill to have, man. I mean, it really is because some people, everybody feels like it's the end of the world. And life is long. It doesn't take long to figure things out. Yes, I was terrified. I thought Jeff City was New York when I first came up here. I bet. Because I lived in the same place for 15 years. I've been to New Madrid one time. And And the sad thing is, I'm not from New Madrid. Yeah. I'm from the small town outside of New Madrid. New yeah. Madrid's the big town. Really? Yeah, they got a dollar, they got a dollar store and gas stations. Like we got that. Right. <laughs> the nearest Walmart is thirty miles away. Like, Shit. The nearest yeah. hospital is thirty miles away. The nearest good hospital is an hour away. Oh wow. Yeah, my mom had my sister, and I was thirteen. Yeah, my dad had to drive an hour, sixty miles to Cape to yeah. the hospital. 
Well, I kind of grew up similar to that. So, like, I grew up a lot really on my grandma's farm, which was outside of Potosi. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah. It's in, like, Shirley, I think Shirley, Missouri, even. So, okay. it's a farm. So, she lived, like, 15 minutes outside of Potosi. And then, so, I mean, that's the nearest hospital. And you think the nearest good hospital is in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. So, you know the deal. You get shot down there, like. Dude, speaking of which, my uncle, like, uh, he got shot out there, like his, Damn. dude. He got shot in his fucking face with a, uh, a a shotgun, like blew off half his fucking face. He like he was probably still a teenager at this time. Picked up his face, ran to help. They airlifted him to St. Louis. He has like this huge ass scar. They put like a metal plate. He had like several reconstructive surgeries. He doesn't look that bad now. I mean, as far as like the scar doesn't look bad or anything like that. Like they did a fantastic job. But yeah, dude, he got half his fucking face blown off. As you since you mentioned that, that's a hell of a bar story, dude. He's one of the toughest motherfuckers I know. I don't know. Gotta be. I don't know anybody stronger than that guy. Fuck. Yeah, man. So yeah, dude, those backcountry roads, Missouri. Dude, cool, dude. So, is there anything? The floor is yours. Anything else you want to promo, plug, uh, Uh. socials, whatever? You know, how can people get a hold of you? Follow you? Instagram, uh, Paula Dean Kev. Yeah, man. And the reason people ask, why are you Paula Dean Kelp? Because I cook really good food, and I've been known to use the N-word. <laughs> and my end, goal, <laughs> my end goal is to keep getting bigger and bigger to the point the Paula Dean estate gets tired of me, and they offer me a check to yeah, change my name. So, Paula Dean, if you're out there, I'm not changing that name until you pay me to take your, that name off of it. I love it. We got to get you a cooking uh, show for sure. I don't want to speak too much, but. Okay. Good shit. All yeah. right, folks. Well, until next time. Man, thanks, brother. I had All a ball. Right. Good shit. My man. Alrighty then. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. I have a song for you today. Uh, my buddy Glenn Decker sent this to me. It is called Listen. Check it out.
touch me anymore You never touch me You never touch me anymore You never touch me Listen You never touch me anymore You never touch me Listen You never touch me anymore You never touch me Listen You never touch me anymore You never touch me Listen You never touch me anymore You never touch me